You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The sun gently fell below the horizon. Rays of pure gold filled the sky, illuminating the towering structures of the London skyline. What else could Jane do but gaze in awe? She was but a silhouette upon a hill, wrapped up in a spectacle so perfect, no words, oil paintings, or smartphone filters could do it justice. She savoured it. Before hopping back on her bike and riding off, eh, she had to finish her commute home. Walk. Cycle. Discover. To the Mayor of London and TfL, every journey matters. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. You're listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm glad to say I've been joined by Will Pugh and James Jones from West Ham World. Football is finally back. Pre-season is over for weeks, Will. Maybe you a little bit, James. You've said pre-season doesn't matter. Well, if you was lying, if you were telling the truth, it doesn't matter because pre-season is over. The Premier League, the eve is upon us. First game, City. It's a massive Opening day, massive first fixture. We're going to be talking about it all tonight. We've got the season preview. How will West Ham fare? We're also going to be talking to Jack Ronson of BBC Manchester to give us a little bit of an insider city. But I think we we all know all about them, especially from the Community Shield this weekend. As, Jack, as Will rightly pointed out, the Charity Shield, as it should be known. That's how we know it. But before we get into it, before we talk West Ham world, we're getting a we're getting a rebrand, aren't we? Tell us more. Well, first of all, welcome James back into yeah, the studio. Yeah, welcome James back into the studio. Two-week hiatus. Yeah, yeah. Sorely missed. Been over a couple of weeks. My birthday, then the wife's birthday. So, um, yeah, I had a couple of well-deserved weeks off. Um, <laughs> you don't look a day older than uh, 40. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say 25, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> thanks, mate. No, it's good to be back. Very good. Great to have you back, James. I missed you dearly. Thanks, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't be you able wouldn't to tell it. from anything oh, no, that I, I said on air. <laughs> I have I have been listening, mate. I've been listening. <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, but you're right, Charlie. Little bit of a uh, little bit of a new look for the pair of us for this season, James, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, West Ham World's still going to be a thing. It's important to point that one out. Um, us to be running that, but. Since Will's joined me on the radio, what, for the last, I don't know how many months it's been. Basically last season. Pretty much it, yeah. the entire last season. Uh, we decided to sort of, sort of not, you know, set up a set up a brand new West Ham world, as it were. But, you know, sort of go go our separate ways with something a little bit different. Set up a little project together. And so f- moving forward as of next week, we're going to be We Are West Ham. Um, exciting time for the people. Yeah, it's going it? to be yeah. good. You know, it's going to be a YouTube channel. Uh, we're gonna I be like act- it. We're going to be active on social media. Uh, there'll be a little website. Um, so yeah, it, it is exciting. Um, it's important to point out that we're not saying that just Will and I are West Ham because you know we are, <laughs> yeah. um, which I'm sure many fa- many fans will go. Hang on, you're not West Ham. We're West Ham. I but think we're all West Ham. We're all point, West Ham. It? That's yeah. it. Yeah, and I think you know we you know we we want to you know be as active as possible in the West Ham community. Get fans involved in whatever we're doing, um, and you know 
really bring everyone together. I think it's exciting for us as well, isn't it? To be honest, because we, you know, we've been doing it since together all this season. Obviously, get on pretty well, despite what you may think. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's exciting. We want to want to diversify a bit, do mm. a lot more with the video content as well, sort yeah. of bits and pieces. We obviously get a load of good guests on the show already. Let's do a bit more with them. I know Martin Allen was on last week. We've had Tony Carr, John Moncur, some big big names just since the time that I've been involved. So. You know, we want to bring that out to people a bit more, so more of the radio stuff. Still, the news articles will still be that sort of thing, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. We just want to spread ourselves across as many different platforms we can. That's it. it can Sounds be exciting. What, uh, what sort of video content can we expect? Just don't, won't be too much of me and James, don't worry. Well, <laughs> uh, well. more of James, less of you, Will. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's still something in the, in the, in the pipeline, really. We're, we're still in the panning stages of the YouTube channel. Um, yeah. But, I mean, a lot of it will be, you know, we'll, there'll be clips from the show. That we're doing right now, you know, we'll have some we'll have some clips from that. Um, and Got a few in, in, like interviews lined up, which want to sort nice. of bring a bit of that. To yeah, the, former um, players, uh, former staff members of the club. You know, we're going to try and get them on some video interviews. So a little bit different uh, to what you see with other YouTube channels. Uh, you know, at West Ham and other and other sort of fan channels as well. But you know, we might do a, few, a little bit of reaction. Mm. Uh, you know, every now and then. But it's mostly going to be sort of you know different content to what you'd normally get from from other very very good YouTube channels. I like, I like you added that bit on the end there. But so going forward, still West Ham world, but we are West Ham as well. I'm looking, I'm auditioning to get on. We are West Ham. I've worn my <laughs> West Ham colours. Yeah, you Not have. One yeah. of you picked up on it. I'm slightly disappointed because I knew it was a rebrand tonight. I thought in show of solidarity support, put on my claret jumper. Nothing. Well, we've we got the cameras out yet, mate. Once we get the cameras out, you'll be uh, you'll be first. Disappointed. <laughs> I even went one further. Text the producer if you both look round. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, it's a double he whammy. A, he has a swear, double he? whammy. This is what we do. We didn't realise. You two are the West Ham. We're, we're more West Ham. We <laughs> are West Ham. <laughs> we've not even made the effort here, mate. No, have we? I'm sitting there in all black. You look, you've like, got, you look like you got pajamas on. <laughs> the milk tray man. I can't get to work. Yeah. Talking of Will's uh, rascal clobber, James. Did you see a tweet of Will? He was wearing like socks and shoes the other week. I'm sure it was I you. Did see it. No, yeah, producer Mike. It was Stavry. horrific. No, well, I mean, James, mixed, mixed reviews. To be honest, this is my stop talking, Will. All right, go on. I had to resist the urge of actually texting you or even tweeting. Um, what on earth was that, mate? No, I no. Mean, Gokwan would have had an heart attack. No, yeah. you're it joking. Was, it, I, and I thought, honestly, I've got a lot of time for you both. I put you up on a pedestal, and when I saw it, I thought, that can't be Will. He just would not pull that off. That's, but that's that's what real fashion's about, isn't it? Is, is it, it? Is it? Real fashion divides. Mm. Divides the public. That's what I'm telling you. I had mixed reviews on my Instagram, which is, that's what you want, isn't it? You don't want, no one, if mixed you walk reviews. in. Mixed reviews. Everyone in, was like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> if you're walking in a plain white shirt and a pair of blue trousers and a smart pair of shoes, everyone mm. goes, yeah, all right. That's, that's fine. Safe option, isn't that's it? Fair. Have you always been a fan of getting dressed in the dark? or <laughs> <laughs> Living on the edge, Charlie. That's Living, on the edge. Living well, on the edge. We, as much as we like to talk fashion, we do it all on We Are West Ham. Fashion tips, <laughs> it, yes. style gurus, West Ham legends. We are here to talk about West Ham and the season is just beginning. Before we, we talk Man City and we talk a little bit what we can expect this season, let's talk a little bit about transfers, what's happening, and also... The second most important trophy is Chigi points out, he says it, the Betway Cup. It's a massive one. What happened there? Well, I was at the game on Saturday and you know what? Obviously, we lost on penalties. That's the fifth Betway Cup that there's ever been. And West Ham, obviously, in classic Hammer style, have put on their own tournament five times and only won it once which was also a penalties victory last season against Mainz. Isn't that more than Arsenal won the Emirates Cup? Though? Exactly. They've Absolutely. never won it. So. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's what we did. We looked at Arsenal and thought, oh, they've set up their own tournament, never won it once, never even got close, so we'll do the same. Yeah. Very modest. But you know what? What can we say? I'll be honest. Obviously, 2-all, Sebastian Haller scored an absolutely glorious own goal <laughs> after <laughs> I, literally two minutes. I, I mean, at least he scored. He's scoring goals. <laughs> Honestly, it was hilarious. But, you know, uh, so there was that. And then Inaki Williams bagged another one. Uh, just, again, it was just our defence napping, really. But then after that, we really came into the game. Obviously, got the two quick-fire goals around the 20-minute mark. And, you know, we, we deserved them as well. We we had a lot of the ball. We were, were pushing them back. I think they were a couple of weeks behind us in their pre-season prep. But game finished too. All we had a couple of other chances in the second half. We did play really well. Really exciting to see the midfield quartet playing together with Wilshere, Fornells, Lanzini, and Anderson. And you know what? Obviously, we we lost some penalty shootouts. Dean Garner blazed one over the bar. But other than that, you know, the final result doesn't matter. But it did it did really excite me. I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see it. 
And as I said, wife's birthday, had a party <laughs> going on, just getting the update, saw we were two nil down, had a scored an own goal and I thought, Well, it's just so typical <laughs> of West Ham, you know, so record sign and scores an own goal. But see it go two two, I thought, okay, good to see Wilshire get on the score sheet. Um and I've seen the goals back. Um our goal's not theirs and I've had a look look really, really good, particularly in the build up to Wilshire's goal. Yeah, it was massive, um, yeah. And four nails with the overhead kick assist no way in a thousand years everyone was calling it an assist after the game oh, no in a million years oh, was that he's, an assist. he's meant that <laughs> no, he has not he's no way that. 100% he was going for gold it just shinned it into Lanzini's path <laughs> well you said you was getting excited Will after watching this on Saturday what excited you I know obviously the defeat but apart from that you was looking for the positives what did excite you no it was uh, I think I still subscribe to the idea that we're going to win every game 6-5 this season because yeah, yeah. we did you know we looked a bit of the, the Haller one was just a freak he just swung his leg at a clearance and it, he shinned it into his own uh, the back of our own net um we we were, looked a little bit napping if you like for the for the williams goal but going forward we just the that midfield is just it's just pure technicality there was they really seem to be working well together already i'd say the lanzini fornells and wilshire and I th- what i liked the most was although wilshire everyone sort of said that Wilshire was running the show and you know he did he played well alongside the other two but what I really like is the look of Lanzini who you know he's been sort of marginalised or a little bit forgotten about by by some in this transfer window obviously we've bought Fornells in who no one was really sure whether he was going to replace Lanzini or play alongside him Anderson's obviously a shoe in every week and then there's Wilshire back to fitness as well there was a few people kind of oh, well we're we going to leave Lanzini on the bench but Certainly, just on the showing that I saw on on the weekend, he really he, he's obviously thought, "Hang on a minute, I need to pull my finger out a bit here." Because although I am the, you know, the sort of golden boy at the club or have been for a while, if I don't sort myself out here, there's there's a couple of people queuing up to take my place. I, I mean, it's got three and three in pre-season, mm. um, and on that showing, you got to expect him to be in the starting lineup at, at the weekend against City and and moving forward as well. He's been the most impressive player for me in pre-season. And it's good to see because he had that really bad injury. Came back towards the end of last season and it took him a little time to get going. Got his goal against Watford on the final day. But I think, you know, when everyone's... All the attention's on four nows. How's he going to get on? All the attention's on Anderson. Can he improve on last year? Can he be a little bit more consistent this year? Um, and all the, and the other attention's on Wilshire. Can he stay fit? And Lanzini's kind of gone under the radar a little bit and he's been brilliant this pre-season. I'm really looking forward to seeing him play this year. Well, just touching upon Wilshere there, you know, without using that cliche, oh, he's like a new signing because managers always say this to keep the fans excited because we haven't seen much of Wilshere, he's been injured. Is he like a new signing? Because, Because... we didn't see much of him last year. He's still relatively new to the West Ham setup, but has he been a pleasant surprise this pre-season if he can keep it up? I think it has been a pleasant surprise. I think we sh- we should be careful not to big him up too much. Um, I mean, he's been he's been on the, the official website today saying that you know he's been training all summer. He didn't really have holiday. He wanted to you know he felt as if it would be wrong to go away. He wanted to stay in the training and, and get himself ready. Um, and that that's all well and good, but we know Wilshire's record, and that's no disrespect to him. I mean, he's probably wondering when the next injury is going to come because of what's happened over the years. So. Is he a new signing, like a new signing? I wouldn't say so because, you know, we, we can't guarantee he's going to be fit for the season. Um, but it's really, really positive to see him playing really well and getting on the score sheet. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And one thing, obviously, that's worth bearing in mind, especially from your point of view, James, is that once Mark Noble's back and fit, Wilshire's going to have to make do with a place on the bench anyway, isn't he? Definitely, <laughs> for the next four years, probably. But on a on a more serious note, I managed to... Um, I didn't tell you this, actually, James, but I managed to interview Pellegrini after the game. And and oh, I saw it all over social media, Will, mate. Yeah, yeah. massive clang, that, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Name drop. And, uh, no, and yeah, I'd, one of the first questions was, you know, oh, Will Shoes obviously played well today, and there, there was a bit of... Every, I, I do get the impression everyone wants him to do well. So, you know, he has a, he had a, a decent game, a very good game, as did a lot of others. But it was very much, oh, Wilshire had a good game today. You know, how's he shaping up for the season? And, yeah, Pellegrini turned around and just said, he he's 100% fit. He's the fittest that he's seen him sit during his time at the club. And they've got a sort of reliably informed elsewhere. This wasn't from Pellegrini, but the, the specialist uh, training program that um, Wilshire is now on at the club 
and when you know, when I heard that from uh, <laughs> from someone at the club, when I when I heard that first, I thought, oh, that's uh, that must be really technical, you know. It must be certain sessions at certain times and certain diet, certain muscles, nutrition. Yeah. And it turns out he's just training twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's, I, I think it's it, it's it's really good for if for the squad really because it is important, like James said, for, to not just focus on him too much, but the the whole squad looks good because it's him it's not it's not like he's going to be that one singular you know messiah that we all look to alar Payet or alar arnautovic when everyone else in the team was rubbish and arnautovic was the only one doing it we've got six or seven decent decent players in that team and i think it's not going to be a massive tragedy if wilshire has to step out and have a couple of weeks out well if he can contribute and be one of those seven eight players surely that's a good thing because i felt like almost We've sort of written him off, haven't we, a little bit? Is that fair, James? I think that's fair. I think, you know, fans of other clubs as well laughed when we signed him. Uh, laughed when he got injured and went, you know, what, you know, serves you right for signing him. And he, he was written off a little bit. And a lot of fans just forget that he, he was even at the club. Um, so it's good, you know, not even from a footballing level, but from a personal level for Wilshire, just to really, you know, get back to doing what everyone knows he can do and that's play play football to a very, very good standard. I maintain the fact that when he's fit and firing and, and, and in form, he's probably our best midfielder. Uh, probably one of the best players in the squad. Wilshire? Yeah. Oh, don't know about that. Just quickly then, if I can interrupt there, if you're Mate. saying that, James, <laughs> if Wilshire's fit, he's playing well, West Ham are winning, does he start in front of Noble? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, well, you, I know you, that's why I asked James. Nah. <laughs> he does. Nah, nah. My man Nobs <laughs> stays in the squad forever. Right, I'm going to let him argue this out because we've been reviewing Will's fashion and next we'll be previewing the season. Love Sport. You're listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport with me, Charlie Hawkins, and I've been joined by James Jones and Will Pugh of West Ham World slash We Are West Ham. I'll get it right. But both going forward. We're all West Ham here anyway. So we're talking about the season, the season preview. Before that, the transfer window is still open. We know West Ham have done big business this window so far. Two days to go. Will there be any more business to come? Well, just before we go on any further with James's ridiculous comments just now saying that on one hand, Wilshire is the best player in the whole squad. And then two seconds later, he doesn't get in over Mark Noble. Well, <laughs> everyone's had, got their favourites, mate. We've had an immediate reply on uh, on Twitter for someone, Tom Edwards, who's on the show with Shout me last week, yeah, who, uh, who I thrashed at the quiz. But obviously, James will know what that feels like at the end of the show today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Tom, Tom texted in just to say, no funny business on the quiz today. I'm listening in. And P.S. Wilshire to be hammer of the year. Tom knows his stuff. <laughs> I will correct him though. So Wilshire to be hammer of the year behind Mark Noble. <laughs> so if Mark Noble's injured for the rest of the season, then it goes by default to Jack Wilshire. Um, but Mark Noble gets it by default anyway. Utterly bizarre. But no, that that might be. Uh, we should put put a poll out for that. I think later on, <laughs> not who's better, Wilshire or Noble, but maybe uh, guesses for hammer of the year as part of our. We're doing a little season preview in a bit anyway. And we only so. just give two options: Noble or Wilshire. <laughs> Noble or Noble. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about secret option C? They both play, and someone else get dropped. Could that be an option? Potentially, I, just, I mean, I, I do worry for the balance of the. <laughs> the midfield because the beginning of last season we started both of them in midfield and we lost for our first four games with them there so uh, nah I think uh, you're right though James like what you say then as much as it was really good watching the watching the team on Saturday the I am worried about that balance as well because Athletic Bilbao and Spanish teams in general you know they're a lot more technical they're a lot more lightweight footballers as a rule Um and yeah, I do think going into the season that there are going to be games. Man City is certainly one of them where Declan Rice will cannot do all the defensive midfield work on his own. And I think the thing is with Wilshire, when you play against teams of our sort of level and below, so again, I don't want to generalise, but if, you, if we're if we're coming up against you know Wolves, Everton, Leicester at home, and then teams sort of below that or who finished below us last season, teams we'd expect to beat then I think Wilshere's all right because he still is that combative sort of all-action midfielder. He does still throw himself into a tackle and puts himself about a bit. But when, when you know, games like City at the weekend or away games against what we or what we commonly know as the top six or that top eight, I think we're, we will be too lightweight in that midfield then. You know, mm. they're a little pocket-sized trio, aren't they, the three of them? And 
I think certainly in that defensive defensive role, it's going to be a four-two-three-one that Pellegrini plays this year. And although Rice is outstanding and we expect him to push on again this year, he can't do it all on his own. No, no I agree. Um, it's I think Rice is Rice is going to be the the physical sort of presence in that midfield, regardless of you know even with Noble who can be physical himself. Um, but you know I quite like that in the midfield in that they're they're quite nimble and lightweight and because they'll just nutmeg everyone you know Anderson loves a nutmeg <laughs> that's alright if you've got the ball though isn't yeah, it yeah I mean Anderson you know finished top of the nutmeg league table last year Fonau's has done a few this, this summer so <laughs> it was your it, stat of the season it was my it? stat of the season I'm really proud of that uh, we, we we could do a league table with nutmegs so you wins Fonau's or, or Anderson the like awards like nutmegs and hammer of the year yeah don't worry about top scorer just yeah. hammer of the year and nutmegs yeah I mean what more could you want <laughs> You know, one thing, I'm talking about that little midfield, who's going to play in midfield. One thing that did worry me big time, who just assume, you know, sorry for this blasphemy, James, but assume that Noble does rightfully miss out in place of Wilshire if everyone's fit. Who on earth takes penalties? Lanzini. You think? Because he's the second in line for that, I think. I mean, Surely when... it'll be Sebastian Haller. Nah. Maybe, but Lanzini has been our second choice penalty taker. Um, I don't know, last year it was on out of which... Um, because Lanzini was injured. I, mean, I can't believe I just said his name. <laughs> I'm already dirty now. Um, Two weeks away, you forgot yourself. I know, yeah. It's terrible. Um, no, I, I think it would be Lanzini. Or maybe Haller might take that spot. I don't know. But Lanzini has stepped up and taken a number of penalties for us and scored them. So mm. It's just important for the for my token West Ham player I have to include in my fantasy team. Lanzini for me. <laughs> it used to be Noble just because you bag a pen every yeah. now although, although this year with VAR... Get your penalty players in there because mm. you know there's gonna be penalties galore. That's, That's what story. I love about this show. It's not just West Ham; it's fantasy advice. This is new. You can t- <laughs> you see the rebrand already. Can't <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come, we are come West to Ham. We, come to we are West Ham for all your fantasy Premier League <laughs> tips, tricks, <laughs> for, for your drivel. <laughs> we're talking about the season opening, and you are playing City the champions. It is a tough start, but James, you mentioned it there last season. We all know the opening four games, you lost them all. It was a pretty horrendous run, so you started to turn things around. Just looking at the run this year, before we talk a little bit about Man City, obviously you've got Man City the first game, but then you've got what I would say a very, very winnable games. I know you don't want to get ahead of yourself, build on that pressure, but you're playing Brighton, then Watford, then Norwich, then Villa. Man United at home, I'd say very winnable, but let's let's not look at the Man United. Let's just look at those next four. That end to August, start of September, you've got to be feeling quite confident, surely. I, I I got asked this question. I was on a guest on the podcast yesterday, and they asked me the exact same thing. Um, I wasn't be... listening. I did think that question myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Could have fooled me. Right? <laughs> um, and no, I I I think I think you're right. I think the Man City game is almost a free it. You know, if we get something out of it, brilliant. Um, but let's be honest, we won't. <laughs> um, so you got to look at Brighton away. Trouble is, Brighton are our bogey team. Ever since they come up, we we failed to beat them. Um, so I'll take a point there. Um, but Watford away, smashed them last year uh, at Vicarage Road. And Norwich at home, you know, no one really knows what Norwich is going to be about this year, but you fancy us at home. Um, so, I mean, we could be ending, ending August with, you know, seven to nine points, I think. Um, and that, you know, that's a really, really good start to a season and then something to build on. Something that we haven't really experienced in probably five or six years. So, it, it's good. You can do. It's nice. You can just see it being one. We're going to lose. We're going to lose the first four. No, no, no. I don't (laughs) not lose the first four, but it'll be that classic cycle one. I just looking at them. Then I think I reckon we get six, or it could be one of them horrible ones where you get four and everyone's really downbeat going into the the. Obviously, we got Villa Villa away, isn't it? Before the Man United game after Norwich, and it, it. that will be for me. You can already, you'll already be able to gauge what the season's going to be like, won't you? If we if we come out of four games there that we expect to beat Brighton, Watford, Norwich, and Villa, everyone with their this is how I want West Ham hat on says, ah, oh, yeah, you know, one of them we might not win, one of them we might just be unlucky and get a draw. In reality, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna lose at least one of those four. Aren't well, we? I mean, just it would be so typical of West Ham. To to beat City, yeah, or get a point, yeah, and and then lose against Brighton, Watford, Norwich, and Villa, and then beat Man United, <laughs> and then have six points at the end of the first in the first six games. Everyone go, well, we did beat the two Manchester clubs, yeah. Um, 
but no, I, I think I think United at home is actually very very winnable. You're right. It is, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he had sort of anywhere between sort of seven to ten points after those first six games. How frustrating is that? as a West Ham fan and when you do turn up for the so-called bigger games and get those results and then you do play Brighton it's no disrespect to Brighton but you just said you'd settle for a point there if I'm looking at those three games I want nine points there we said about the lesser clubs you should be beating Brighton, Watford and Norwich but if you do get the the result against City and United how infuriating it is that as a fan because yes we beat the bigger clubs but we've not picked up the points where we should have well, that was one of the most frustrating things for me the whole of last season. We were joking about it was the theme of the show for most of the season that we kept bottling the race for seventh. But it was the most frustrating thing. We had that really successful period, didn't we, around Christmas time, where or just leading up to Christmas, where we won. You know, we had some picked we, up some we serious had our best points. Ever December in Premier League. In the Premier League yeah, era last that's year. That's it. And then after that, I think was it Burnley or Bournemouth at home? Lost to Burnley away. Burnley away and it might have been Brighton and I just remember then we really just we just staggered and we just had one of those it was one of those periods exactly what you just said there where we had a, you know, a really solid everyone's like oh, December we're so good oh, we're excellent blah 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 and then we just falter again and against teams it was I can't remember off the top of my head now which one there was a home result I remember sitting there going what the hell why do we do this all the time and literally just like, wanted to walk out forever but yeah no, I think I think this season, what uh, a really good gauge that we will get of the impact Pellegrini's having on the squad and the team and the club as a whole will be how we perform against those teams we should beat, you know, in brackets. Because that that really is that that big club mentality again. That is what it's about, isn't it? It's the Pellegrini will still see the games against the big six as, like James said, they're free hits. But for if we want to be battling and fighting in those sort of lower European places, it will be beating those teams and winning those games that we expect to win. Because that is the gauge, isn't it? That is the indicator because people say, oh, well, you're only as good as the teams you beat and you've lost to them. You go, well, and people go, well, you must be worse than them or opposing fans, should we say. Rivals go, oh, you couldn't beat Brighton. And you go, well, we beat City and United. And then go, oh, but it's fluke, it's luck. You know you're not better than them. You go, but we know the potential this team has. We can put on it, but we just can't do it consistently for 38 weeks during a season. It's, it's interesting, interesting you say the word consistently because that's been our problem for, for many, many years. Uh, it's not it's not anything new for us to <laughs> lose to the likes of Burnley but then go and beat Arsenal at home or get a point against Liverpool at home or, or beat United at home or win at the Emirates or whatever. You know, It's nothing new for us to do that. I think it was last year we beat Arsenal at home and then went and lost 2-0 away at Bournemouth <laughs> the following week. Mm. You know, and... A lot of fans were angry about it, and I just sat there. I wasn't even surprised because it's what we do. It's in West Ham's DNA to do that. Um, so, we, but we need to put that right. We need to change that. You're right. If we want to move on to the next level, the so-called next level that we've been promised, if Pellegrini's going to Big really club mentality, exactly the, the phrase <laughs> I hate, um, best phrase ever. Uh, and you know, but if we want to, if we want to have that mentality, and if we want to really challenge for that top six, then you've got to start being consistent because. If you're not consistent, you know you're going to end up finishing tenth every season, eleventh every season, mm. and as much as that's a, a, a far much improvement from having a relegation battle every year, which is what we've had up until last season, um, you want to be pushing on, particularly with the stadium we've got. James, it might be like a ridiculous question, and, and it's, it is to both of you, but would you sacrifice the beating of the City, United, the Arsenal, Chelsea, whoever, to be beating the teams you should be beating. Because yes, it's a great day out. Oh, we've beat Arsenal, Emirates, United at Old Trafford. But I don't want to see week in, week out when we're not beating the, the Brightons, the Burnleys, because we should be beating this if we are going to take that next step. Would you sacrifice? It's a great day for a fan, but then you've got four weeks of drawing with Bournemouth, losing to Norwich. You're like, this isn't fun. No, I mean, I wouldn't sacrifice it because at the end of the day, you, you've <laughs> <Sorry>. got... <laughs> <laughs> it's right, you've got, it? yeah. you've got to, You've got to win... It doesn't matter who you're playing. You, you know, you've got to go there and go, right, okay, we can beat you. I don't care who you are. I don't care mm. whoever you're sitting. You've got, you know, you've... you've you know, you've won the league two years in a row. Don't care if you're Liverpool and you know and European champions. We can still beat you. You know, we're we're good enough on our day to beat you. Um, but the problem we've had is that we go into those games with that mentality, but then we go into the other games with complacency. You know, and that's why we lost to Bournemouth after we beat Arsenal. I, I'm, I'm, you know, adamant that that's why. Is those players went in there and we just beat Arsenal. We can do this lot. Definitely. And you know, they, you know, we we rolled over and, and they they beat us fair and square. Um, so we need to get out of that you know just go into every game believing you can win it but doing it professionally because I think last year we, we fell victim of believing our own hype a little bit and that, that cost us a lot 
But then the worry, sorry, well, I know you want to get in it. Is that a worry for this year then? Because we, I keep hearing from you two, this is the best team we've had in years. We're feeling great ahead of the year. And you don't want to be your own enemy, do you? You don't want to shoot yourselves in the foot before the big kickoff. No, I think what we made the point, I don't know if it was last week, but uh, basically that if we want to be in the position that we as fans were promised when we moved into the Olympic Stadium, if we want to be there, those positions in the league come with pressure. Therefore, bring it on, bring it on. Because if we're getting more pressure and you know people are saying, oh, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, that means that you're doing something right or something about the club is impressing people or making people sit up and go, oh, hang on a minute, West Ham have got Anderson, Lanzini, Fornells, Wilshire, you know, da-da-da, they look pretty decent. They should be. I want people to be coming out every week saying West Ham should be beating, X, you know, a lot of teams in the league and should be give, going to Arsenal and giving them a game, shouldn't be scared of United at home. That's, that's what I want because that's what this whole big move that everyone's still sort of, you know, whatever about, that that was all based on the fact that we were going to be a bigger, better club and that brings its own pressure. Well, they're going to be a bigger and better club. They do kick off to City on the opening day of the season. And next, we'll be talking to Jack Ronson to get his City view. Adventuring beyond the tourist traps, getting a table at the best local restaurants, getting to and from Heathrow for less. Planning ahead can really help you get more out of your holiday. Book online in advance with Heathrow Express and you could pay as little as £5.50 one way off peak. And kids aged 15 and under travel free with a paying adult. Download the app or visit heathrowexpress.com. Get there sooner with Heathrow Express. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the West Ham Fan Show here on Love Sport with me, Charlie Hawkins. I've been joined by James Jones and Will Pugh of West Ham World. I can now say we've got Jack Ranson on the phone from BBC Manchester. Jack, obviously City beat Liverpool in the Community Shield. Another victory over Liverpool there. But the Premier League does kick off this weekend. They are playing West Ham. Is that a tricky opener for Man City? Um, yeah, I mean, I think... <laughs> you can just say no, Jack. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I, well, obviously, City have, have been imperious, haven't they? They've been incredible. Uh, I would say, though, I don't know whether anyone else thinks this, but when I was watching the Community Shield, I thought they looked a little bit off the pace. And in the second half, there's maybe a bit of uh, fatigue or whatever it was. Um, so, and obviously, you know, we saw Sane go off injured early on, so... Um, if you were going to if you're going to play City, maybe now is a good time. Uh, maybe you know first game there's, there's still a few cobwebs to to brush off. Whatever, there's still a few uh, systems to sort out with. Uh, you know, Rodri coming into the side. It looks like he's you know he's going to he's going to play a big part this season, but maybe he needs to settle in a little bit in the Premier League. So um, yeah, I think it's it's uh, we'll, we'll we'll really see. Um, whether City have had an effective pre-season um, on Saturday. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it's, it's an easy game by any stretch. Jack, I mean, I've, I've been, I spent all summer worrying about this fixture because, I mean, we all, <laughs> we, we all knew that we were going we to draw City at home on, or at least anywhere on the first game because it completes the set for the last six seasons playing everyone in the top six, um, which is an interesting stat brought exclusively to you here on the We Are West Ham show. Um, <laughs> but... You scored seven, 17 goals in the last four visits to London Stadium City. Um, and, you know, I'm just wondering whether yeah. Pep, Pep Guardiola might, you know, feel a little bit sympathetic about might it. Might go easy. Maybe play the under-16s or something. <laughs> or bored of it. He's um, bored, isn't he? But, I mean, do, do you see... Do, do you, and I know City like, play very expensive attacking football, but is it the pitch at London Stadium? Does it work in, in City's favour? Or is it just that, you know, West Ham just roll over every every time City come and just get scared? Well, I don't know. It's, it's certain certain teams, isn't it, that, that it seems to happen repeatedly uh, with City. And, you know, it's, it's the sides that um, maybe try to play, uh, you know, football that, that, you know, in a similar way to City, but not as effectively. So... I mean, West Ham, when I've seen them at the best, have played really good sort of possession-based football. Um, I remember coming down to watch them thrash United last season, and you know that was that was a great game to watch from a from a West Ham perspective. 
and from and, uh, a city one, and from a city <laughs> one as well. But but um, but you know when when City come up against those kinds of teams, I feel like they often do just brush them aside. You know, it's not like you know when when Liverpool play them and when they have played them recently, and certainly on Sunday they sort of get get amongst them and cause them problems by unsettling them in other ways. So, uh, I mean, if, if West Ham want to have any joy, that's how I would see that they could, uh, potentially by sort of getting amongst them a bit more physically. Um, but yeah, like you say, the, the signs from recent years suggest that it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough day for for West Ham. Jack, it's funny you say that because the when you touched on it there about us playing expensive football, and I, I, I agree, but I'm I'm very much one of those who... When we play against City, I'd rather see us have 10 men behind the ball and try and hold on for a nil-nil if we can because I think I've just, you know, keep the goal difference down, whatever. And, yeah, although we have, James said there, I think 17 goals in um, four games, four is it? Games, yeah, yeah, at the London Stadium for City. But we've we've always played, or we've, certainly in recent years, we've played really well at the Etihad. And, you know, we've nicked a couple of results within the last four years. We were ever so close to getting a draw last season. Not for I think it was a last minute last minute heartbreaker and it's you know I I I would much rather us just pen ourselves behind the ball but I think where you're at home the manager has that you know that pressure on their their shoulders not to do that but surely we'd be better served to just do that if we've got any chance of at least nicking a point. Well, yeah, but then I mean, also that a lot of the time is futile, isn't it? So <laughs> um, it's really difficult because just. Purely, City have very good players, and you know they, they play. Uh, however, whatever kind of style they come up against, they're so well drilled that they can, you know, more often than not break it down. Um, uh, yeah, the only the only thing that you can see which seems to which seems to work regularly against City and have caused them problems is this sort of high pressing, sort of high energy pressing that, that Liverpool have got. But it's, it's almost impossible to do unless you're doing it regularly, doing it every week. So I think um, perhaps that's that's a problem. But like I say, I mean, playing them now might be the best time to play them from a, from a West Ham perspective. Playing them on the opening day of the season, you know, they're not, um, you know, there's not a real sense of chasing chasing a lead or um, you know a real high pressure sort of situation as it might be towards the end of the season. Whereas you know, first day. Still a few cobwebs. Still a team getting to know each other. They've got to travel down early kickoff. I don't know. I think maybe it's quite a good set of circumstances. You know, when you have to play City twice in a season, this might be a good time to play them for the first time. Get it out of the way. Might only lose three 0 then. Jack, just I mean, over the years, I mean, I know City have been, particularly over the last two years, have been absolutely outstanding, um, but. You know they tend to sort of get a little bit tired towards the end of games, and more often than not, that doesn't matter because they're you know five or six goals ahead. <laughs> um, do, do you think that you know, if West Ham can really keep you know keep it to nil nil or even just one nil uh, with you know fifteen ten fifteen minutes to go, those cobwebs could could actually sort of come come through a little bit on City, and West Ham could potentially nick something and an upset City. Yeah, I mean, like I say, that that is what I saw in the Community <laughs> Shield. That is absolutely what seemed to be happening is it seemed to be a bit of fatigue and tiredness I think I presume you know because there's only two changes I think two or three changes from uh, Pep Guardiola about the game and I think you know compared to Liverpool making six um, I think it was a little bit of well I want to see how far they can go in terms of match fitness and see and, and push you know the likes of Kevin De Bruyne who went down with crap I think in the 80th minute as well but he's not played a lot of games because of because his his injury last season. So I think you know if you're looking at someone like that, like you know a few of the the older members of the squad as well, like David Silva, then you're thinking actually, yeah, it's a high energy sort of game that they play. You know, a lot of uh, pressing and uh, and high energy possession football. So they. There is a possibility that they will get tired, and I think as if West Ham can not concede early on, then obviously the chances are just going to improve as the, as the nine minutes wear on. Jack, just quickly, then it's crunch time. What is your score prediction for Saturday? Uh, <laughs> I mean, having said all that, um, <laughs> having said everything that I've said, I think City have to be favourites. I think you know I can see it being 
three one uh to see that's what i'm gonna go for jack three one the boys in the studio aren't happy but maybe they're almost <laughs> predicting it but we really appreciate you coming on there jack ranson from bbc manchester three one prediction as bad as it is to say, is he is he far off there? Is that what you two are predicting yourselves? I think he's bang on. Halla Hatchwick, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we'll get one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Halla Hatchwick around goals, that is. <laughs> yeah, another three. Yeah, I mean, it sounds really... It is bad to say, but I think it's just the nature of modern football these days and the huge, enormous gulf between the teams at the top and everyone else in the league that, you know, I'd almost... It's bad, but I would almost take that. Uh, just a minus a minus two goal difference after City, you just because they're gonna that they're going to paste loads of teams this season, and I think it will be whatever way you look at it that would actually be an improvement for us on our recent home record against them, wouldn't it? So, I you know it's I, I don't it's it's one of those awkward situations, isn't it? What do you say really? Because if you say I oh, know I fancy us to get a point, everyone looks at you and goes, "Well, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> But, then, but it's a new season, why not? I feel it strange when teams write off their own team day one. We, you just don't know. We don't know what City are going to turn up. More importantly, we don't know what West Ham are going to turn up. West Ham might come out and be all guns blazing himself and surprise a few people. It could happen. All right, I know you two have to hold it back because you've been there before. You've seen it all in the past. But ultimately, it is sport. Why not? I think I think the, the, the only thing that's stopping me from going, yeah, do you know what? I fancy just to get something here is the fact that defensively we've been atrocious this this yeah, summer true you see the 12 goals in 6 games well when you bring facts into it James um, yeah I was talking hypothetical <laughs> yeah sorry mate um, four, 4 goals against City out of those 12 they, I mean they've, they've already smashed us in the summer um, I, yeah okay we did go one nil up but I know it's only pre-season um, I, I just it's it's the defence that's worrying me I think Will you mentioned it earlier now we could you know there could be a lot of 6-5s this season with, with where West Ham are concerned and you know as long as we're on the right side of those 6-5s it's fine but I just don't think I don't think coming up against a team like City with the pace they've got going forward and our shaky defence, um, I, I, I'd love to say that we'd be able to nick something, but I, I do fear for us on Saturday. I really do. Well, we've been predicting scorelines for the West Ham Man City game. Next up, it's a quiz where hopefully Will won't get on the score sheet. Love sports. You're listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport with me, Charlie Hawkins, and I've been joined by James Jones and Will Pugh from West Ham World. I do have to admit, this is part of the show that I look forward to every week, and I'm really desperate. As much as we get on, Will, you know, I consider us friends now, I really need you to lose, because honestly, James, on Sunday, Will's head, it just could not get through the door. It's embarrassing. So, James... Please, a bit of pride back in this competition. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I just know a lot of random old West Ham players. I got you last week though with. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Hanu Tain and excellent quiz mastery from James yeah. Jones. But we'll see what he's like the other side of the mic this week. My only problem is because it's called We Are West Ham, and if Will keeps winning, it might be I am West Ham. I am West Ham. Will is West Ham. Yeah, Will is West Ham. All right. Well, it is now time for the West Ham quiz of the week. Oh, here we go. Player one, clue number one, signed from QPR. Got it? Trevor Sinclair? No, you're frozen out the game. <laughs> clue number two, middle name, Rodney. Oh, do you know what? I think I know this. <laughs> clue three? Clue three, never scored for West Ham. I do think I know it. Right, because <laughs> I've heard that about that middle name before. <laughs> it would be a good like pub quiz, wouldn't it? Quiz fact. Clue number four: sold to Leicester for one point two million. Oh, no. Uh... Clue number five. Last clue: played wing back. Mm-hmm. Is it Rufus Brevet. No, you've both had a guess each. Come do you want on. one more or do you want to go on? Uh, Paul Konchesky. Oh. No, Will. He's just shouting. He's just shouting out. No, no, no. Go on. We'll keep it in the tank. We'll keep it in the tank. Right, we're going to go play number two. As the rules are that we can just shout that out throughout the rest of the quiz. First, you can't make up the rules, Will, for your favour. I was questioning. Both of you think about it and then we'll come back at the end, but don't share it. Right, forget that now because player number two, clue number one, began their career at Coventry. Right. Clue number two, scored against us, West Ham, the game before we then signed him on loan. Robbie Keane. No. 
Oh. Clue number three cost three million from Tottenham. Clue mm. number four scored. It. Matt Everington? No. Uh, go on. Clue number four, James, scored his only goal against Blackburn Rovers. Oh, blimey. Oh, no. Great, great uh, clues These clues tonight. are supposed yeah, to get fantastic. easier. Clue number five, played centre-back. Centre-back? You, you, both of you stumped. Is it Cullen Davenport? Yes, oh, James! Shout, <laughs> shout. Oh, dear, yes. oh dear. Hey, Come on! present a high-five in one of the living contestants. <laughs> I can't even hear the music. I don't know what I've done to my oh, headphones, but we're on. James, shout. you're one in front. You get this. The quiz is over. Right. Player number oh, we're three. Ke- hang on, we're keeping the league table here, so I can still it's still two one still important. But yeah, go on, go on. Player number three. Clue number one. Previously played for Everton and Blackburn. Alright, go on. Clue Clue number two. Only played twenty four games. For West Ham. Mm. Right. Clue number three. Debut against Chelsea in 2010. Oh, blimey. Uh, Clue number four, war number 37. Oh, no. Kepa Blanco? No. Lars Jakobsen. Yes, he's done it this week. Come on. Come on. 2-0 for James. All right, get the clean sweep. It's in there. James, the hat-trick ball, mate. We'll all sign it here at Love Sport. Dom... Producer Joss, <laughs> we'll get everyone to sign you. You're going for the third, mate. This uh, is the perfect at trick. Left foot, right foot, Edda. Will, don't, you ain't turned up this week. Right, real football starts. He's gone. He's a pre-season player. I think, I think, I think I've got it. <laughs> You've picked, right. Player number one. Do you want me to quick, quickly run through the clues or yeah, do you want to go yeah, now? Go, yeah, go for it. All right, just run through it. Clue number one, signed from QPR. Clue number two, middle name Rodney. Clue number three, never scored for West Ham. Four, sold to Leicester for 1.2 million. Five, played wingback. I'm going to... Oh. He's got oh, it. Go He's on. got no, it. Go Andy Impey. Yes, come on. Andy Impey. What? A... Hang on. Is he a wingback? I thought what he was a night. winger. Don't blame... Do not blame the question nah, master. But Do was... not blame the quiz. Oh, see what I mean? People get very nah, bitter. Fair play. No, I wasn't going to guess <laughs> is that anyway. three nil. Oh, that is Jesus, absolute blinder. Start. I'm not having them clues. I'm so, <laughs> I must say, I must say, I'm so glad to be back. It's so uh, good having you back. Can we just I want to clarify? We're keeping scores, yeah. Yeah. Put three down for James, please. <laughs> Definitely. Zero for yourself. It's just a bit like West Ham strike. Need to get off. The, need to get on the score sheet, mate. I can't believe it. I tell you what, I preferred it when you were quiz master. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we need these clues next week. Very well played there. Really enjoyed it. But, James, you did win this week's West Ham quiz 3-0. What a victory. Thanks to uh, <laughs> just thanks to a friend of the show, Reese Bayliss, for putting them together for us, by the way. But Cheers, not, not really yeah. thanks. Yeah, I can't no, look no, no. forward to next Reece, week's now. Keep them up. Keep them like that, mate. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> atrocious. James Jones, no longer Deadwood, mate. You're the real stuff, mate. The real golden stuff here. Oh, goodness me. I'm going to look how gutted he looks. Yeah, daily text updates, I reckon, to Will. My little off-air idea, but let's keep the league table in at Christmas. Whoever's (laughs) losing that loser buys the beers at the Christmas party. I'll take all that back. (laughs) That's in the bin. Mine's a lager, mate. (laughs) Double. You're you're, you're not coming, Charlie. (laughs) Neither is Reese. Right, just quickly then, before already this hour has flown by, we were talking earlier, Hammer of the Year. We were talking a different type of awards. Let's do a few now then. Let's start with that. Realistically, jokes aside, we know Noble is the king, but who could be the hammer of the year this season? Go on. I think this is just me grasping for another attempt at winning something, but I thought <laughs> it might be. If we if we all get if we guess our hammer of the year now, our player of the year, uh, sorry, hammer of the year, like who's gonna score the most goals and mm-hmm. who's getting the most assists for the year. All right. I just need to obviously I'm three 0 down now, so I'm gonna be throwing <laughs> competitions at you for the rest do of it. the season. Do it. Hammer of the year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say four nows. Yeah, yeah. He does look class already. I'm gonna go Anderson. I reckon he steps okay. up another gear this year. I just think with, with four nows, I think he's the sort of player that can really capture the hearts of the fans mm. with his performances, and the fans love that, don't they? I agree. I um, think he's gonna be not a better signing, but more productive signing in Haller. I really think sort of he's taken the shine off four nows, but I really think he's gonna be a great player for you lot. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. I'm just, uh, I'm just hopeful that if, if again, it's, it's as with every team, it's injuries, isn't it? If, if, if 
that whole that little dynamic's going to work really nicely. All three of them, the I say Lanzini, Wilshire, and Fornells, I think, and even Anderson, like they were working really nicely together at the weekend. I think the the only thing is, is because they're all quite similar, nippy technical players, it all works quite nicely. But when you pull one of them out and throw a Noble in there, it maybe slows things down a little bit. But yeah, no, I think Fornells, he just looks technical already, pulling strings. So I think that might not be a too much of a bad shout. Got to go Haller for top goal scorer, though, 100%. So given that our strikers have never really scored goals for us, <laughs> we spent 45 million quid on them, yeah, I think Haller. <laughs> With one striker, yeah. But can we, so, can, yeah. If, we're, if we're competing here, can we have the same player? Well, I think whoever's 3-0 down in the player quiz gets to pick first. Another rule you've made up <laughs> yourself. All right, you pick Haller then. Yeah, yeah I'm having Haller. Um, Watch him get injured, City. <laughs> yeah. James will go noble and he'll get it. No, he's going to get 19 penalties. <laughs> they all can't, though. Yeah, goals v- VAR, that's what I said earlier. <laughs> um, I don't, oh, God, you've really got me here. Uh, four nows. <laughs> Just going for the clean sweep. Yeah, well, I, do, I do think, on a serious note, Lanzini might be a shout for that, though, given not bad, the, his yeah. penalties and he bags a few from open play. And then, yeah, I'm going Lanzini assists as well. I think he's okay. going to be outstanding this year. Left field for my assists shout. Oh. Seb- well, Sebastian Haller. Yeah? Picked yeah. up a few assists in pre season. not a bad one, right. Looks stuff. like he'll, he'll be uh, a good link up with the likes of Fornals and Lanzini. So that's why I've done it the opposite way around. Midfielder with a top scorer, striker with the most assists. If I lose this as Always well, Always thinking. Though, if I lose this, we OS Dam is dead as soon as it started. <laughs> is there a forfeit <laughs> if you lose this? I think it's the, whoever's losing at Christmas uh, just buys the beers at the Christmas just party. On the, just on the quiz or on these top scorer and assists, whether, the way they're looking? We'll see how I get on, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You just let me know whether you want to buy me the beers at Christmas or not. <laughs> well, that was the West Ham show. That was James winning 3-0. We won't forget that. They are kicking off against Man City this weekend. We're hoping for a Hammers victory. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Sports Social Podcast Network.